right, everybody, we are live streaming episode six on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, thank you to all of those who are going to join us throughout this broadcast. We will be live streaming and taking your comments and questions if you have any. So here we go. My name is Not So Black Josh. I'm Not So Black Steve. And this is the Not So Black Podcast. So there it is, guys. Thank you so much. All right, so we are going to start off the week as we always do with some news from Interrobang. That's where we like to start off at. So let's check out some comedy news because that is our number one priority on this podcast is comedy. Uh, everybody on Facebook will be with you in a moment. We should be live as well there. Yep. Nope. That's the wrong one. So let me refresh this and we should be good. So here is the Not So Black podcast. Let's full screen this. Oh shit. Two full screen. Good job, Twitter. It's two full screen, but we can see it. We have three viewers. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, leave us a comment. If you have anything you want to say, give us some love, show us some hearts. Uh, we are going to jump right into comedy news from Interrobang. Uh, ooh, we got some news from Reggie Watts. Reggie Watts does it again. The comedy and tech pioneer is airing the first ever live stream. Improvised sitcom Thursday night. <laughs> An improvised sitcom. That's so nice. That's, that's ridiculous. Do you remember that um, spatial? That last yeah. special was on Netflix? Yeah. Remember when they did that like improvised... Uh, it was like yeah, the, the Raven's Nest or Crow's Nest? Yeah, the Crow's Nest. The Crow's Nest. It was hilarious. hilarious. It was part of his special. And the actors he uses, it's Sarah something. But she's part of that new show he has on Comedy Central. It's pretty funny. Please excuse the sound for audio listeners, and please excuse the look. That's a disgusting cup, but I got I got some sheets today, and I wanted some sweet tea. I make really good sweet tea, so suck on that. Uh, let's see. Go to our live Facebook, and uh, we're just going to check in with our Facebook fucks real quick. Cool. We are checked in with you Facebook fucks. We are on you Twitter twats. So everything is a-okay. Alright, so Reggie Watts. A first ever live-streamed improvised sitcom Thursday night. A sitcom, it's going to be Crow's Nest too. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's Crow's Nest uh, spelled C-R-O-W-E-S. The article on Interrobang reads, Reggie Watts has long been known for pushing boundaries, combining create." creativity and comedy and blending his ideas with technology that others in the business aren't even testing yet. The results are always interesting, smart, and hilarious. This Thursday, May 24th. Oh, we missed it. It was this Thursday. So two days ago, Reggie Watts aired it. Uh, live streamed, fully improvised. I can't believe we missed that. Damn it. Why box? is this article uh, up for today? Well, maybe they didn't. Uh... What's it showing on? Uh, let's see. 
facially interested. He uh, doesn't say. 100% show will be first of its kind, live streaming domain. No script, no dialogue. Thirty-minute episode. It doesn't even. Uh, I'm looking for a spot where it says Butcher Bird. Hmm. Because Facebook. Oh, I think it's on Facebook. Huh. So yeah, Facebook. It's gonna be. It's live streamed on Facebook. Hopefully, it's every week. Um. That's awesome. So yeah, there's a 15 minute pre-show and a 15 minute post-show to make sure the liveness of the show doesn't get lost. Uh, Reggie says, what we have found with these live events is just like the Macy's Day Parade or the Super Bowl, these big, gigantic global audience events, you do a pre-show because you're never spot on at nine o'clock and zero seconds ready to go. That makes sense. <clears throat> so I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully uh, we can find the episode on Facebook. If you guys are a fan of Reggie Watts, Go on Facebook or search The Crow's Nest, C-R-O-W-E-S-N-E-S-T, for his live stream improvised sitcom. Or uh, if you haven't seen his special, Spatial, on Netflix, uh, S-P-A-T-I-A-L. It's really funny. It uh, definitely pushes the boundaries. It's something we haven't, uh, we haven't seen before. But um, he always uses music, comedy, and just like, he's really smart. He's a brilliant guy. And the way he combines uh, technology, knowledge, and everything to um, give himself an edge, sort of, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. All right, guys, so um, let's go back to a tarot bang before we get into our next topic. It's a little bit of a sore issue <laughs> yeah yeah the next issue it's a little sore but uh, it's fine let's see wins the oh Ju Julia Louise Dreyfus won the uh, Mark Twain prize that's cool Julia Louise Dreyfus she was in Veep that show on HBO that was really good I enjoyed that uh Doug Stanhope has an article on Tarot Bang. Back in 2012, Doug Stanhope made the papers when he impersonated Johnny Rotten in a radio interview. He got away with it for the full interview, apparently, <laughs> which is hilarious. Uh, Amy Schumer joins Vanessa Bayer on the Ibiza, Ibiza, Ibiza red carpet. Who cares about Amy Schumer? I've honestly lost a lot of interest in her. Like, she's funny, but it's just not something I've been, uh, I don't know. And then, thanks to The Daily Show, Trump tweets will be immortalized in a book. They're going to take his tweets and immortalize them into a book. So that's pretty fucking awesome. That is awesome. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah presents the Donald J. Trump presidential Twitter library. <laughs> oh, man, you can buy it, too. I'm hoping. Yep, I'm pretty sure they're going to have The Daily Show library will also include a foreword by Pulitzer Prize winning historian John Meacham. Are you all right, Steve? Okay. <laughs> Full color photography from its previous pop-up exhibitions and even a place for readers uh, to add their own future Trump tweet highlights. That's hilarious. That's pretty good. Uh, so yeah, that's the that's the news this week from Intero Bang. Um, pretty sure that's it. We usually just like to call a couple articles off their front page just because I'm a huge fan of Intero Bang. I believe in what they do. They cover comedy really well. They also cover news and entertainment really well. I'm just a, I'm just a big fan of these guys. So I'm always going to get 
like comedy and entertainment news from them. Uh, so <clears throat> next up for discussion is going to be my first hemorrhoid. I got my first hemorrhoid. I've never had one. I didn't know what they were about. I've heard about them. My, uh, my dad got hemorrhoids so bad once he had to have surgery. Uh, so that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> he, he had them real bad. And uh, so I got my first one. I was uh, pooping. And I, I went to wipe. And I noticed that uh, it was painful. So I uh, cleaned up. And I went to, uh, went to town putting my fingers on my starfish and finding out what it was. And it was an irritated red bump. Steve, can you bring me some gloves? I did. I yelled for Steve to bring me some gloves because we went to the store. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Preparation H is very expensive. It's very expensive. And uh, it was like, what, $12 for a little tube yeah, of it? Like and then I go to the dollar aisle at Shop and Save, and they have the same stuff, but it's called hemorrhoidal ointment. So I bought some hemorrhoidal ointment. And I put some gloves on. I put a dab, a little dab will do ya. And there you go. I put some ointment on my hemorrhoid, and it hasn't been irritating me. I think it's gonna go away. I'm gonna put ointment on it again tonight. And um, it's not a pleasant experience. If any of you have ever struggled with hemorrhoids, please let us know. Uh, write into us at uh, notsbpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us your hemorrhoid stories. We would love to uh, share them with our viewers and listeners it would be uh, just really cool to talk about those kind of things because it's important that uh, I think hemorrhoid awareness is important what I'm still stuck on is I'm pretty sure you're supposed to push it back up in there that doesn't make any sense to me because it doesn't come out of you it's just an ear it's just a bump it's, it's not, not like, like a hanging out of there no it doesn't come from outside you're thinking of a fucking hernia a hernia is the thing that comes out, like they come out of your belly button, you can get them out of your asshole, prolapses and shit. Hernias come out. Uh, a hemorrhoid is like a cyst, it's not a cyst, but it's like a red bump that forms on your asshole. And it could have been the food I was eating, it could have been uh, the straining from working two jobs, whatever it was, I don't know, something. Apparently I was doing something wrong and I got a hemorrhoid and it was painful to wipe and then I ran out of wet wipes, because you gotta use wet wipes. I ran out for like two days. So I'm fucking wiping my ass with dry toilet paper, and it's hurting every time. Rubbing it raw. And so finally I just broke, I got some hemorrhoid cream. <clears throat> I'm happy I did, because it was soothing relief that I needed. So shout out to generic hemorrhoidal ointment for saving my booty hole. That stinks though, off of that cream. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, every time I fart, Steve, excuse me, Steve does this thing where he goes, he kind of wafts in it, and every time he does that, I pray to God it stinks, and it never does. And finally, last night, he fucking did it. I got it down to a science. Like, I get the smell almost there. Something in my fucking mouth. Sorry, folks, I had to get something out of my mouth. Um, yeah, but uh, last night, it was bad. That hemorrhoidal cream definitely, uh, definitely woke something up in me. That hemorrhoid fucking popped me. I did it today in the car, too. It was pretty great. Farts are one of my favorite things in the whole world. Um, we're going to talk about poop and farts later. Um, but first, sports. The Not So Black Podcast sports segment. <laughs> I don't know why. 
We're gonna talk about this thing. I know you guys keep hearing a little bit of music. We're gonna talk about this thing after we get through some sports. Uh, so ESPN. Uh, hopefully one day they'll sponsor us. I doubt it, but ESPN's pretty awesome. Do you say they signed a new deal with uh, UFC, a one point five billion dollar deal? No. Yeah, they signed a deal for the rights to uh, air UFC fights. And uh, I have the ESPN app. If you don't have the ESPN app, I highly recommend it. It's a really good app. You will... Um... <laughs> You'll get a lot out of it, that's for sure. I believe so. I mean, I just think it's a, uh, it's a smart app. I get a lot of uh, use from it, I guess you would say. Yeah, I'd say I would. Sorry guys, we're just kind of doing some computer stuff real quick. Alright, sorry for the radio silence. Once again, we are back with the Not So Black Sports segment. Not so black sports from ESPN. So yeah, ESPN UFC uh, signed a 1.5 billion dollar deal, which is pretty impressive. Uh, I think uh, ESPN has kind of been backsliding as far as television. They've had to fire people. They've had to rearrange some things because of the internet and because people consume their sports information mostly online now. I worked for a sports information company, and it was all about online. It was all about curating information and just like their app is amazing. Um, so from there, I do have to talk about this next subject because I am a wrestling fan. Uh, WWE signed a principal deal, so it's not in effect yet. This wouldn't go into effect until it's like a year and a half from now, until 2019, like uh, May of 2019, something like that, or no, like October, October 2019. This deal would go into effect, but WWE is moving uh, SmackDown, their second show, over to Fox New uh, Fox Network, Fox Sports. So that's uh, that's pretty pretty different, I guess. It it could they they're saying it could change a lot of things. Um, we're not really sure. We've seen Daniel Bryan come back. They have Shinsuke Nakamura. They have AJ Styles. They have a lot of good talent over there. But would it mean? Um, a definitive brand split and two different shows entirely because the brands are split right now. So would they have a brand split definitively and just it would look like two different you know products and two different networks or are they is Fox going to want all the stars? Right. So I don't know. I think it has a lot to do with Vince McMahon uh, getting the XFL started soon. That's going to be cool with the uh, Extreme Football League. <laughs> He's going to do that coming? again. He's gonna try it again, and I think it's a good idea because the NFL has made a lot of mistakes. They uh, banned kneeling. Now, your whole team will be penalized and fined for if a player kneels during the national anthem. So, and that's a, I mean, that's your First Amendment right. You know, people died for that First Amendment right. People keep trying to say it's disrespectful to the flag, to the troops, to the song, but it's not. They're not doing it to disrespect any of those things are doing it as a form of peaceful protest because they have issues they want to get out that's it you know if, if it'd be one thing if they were going out there saying yeah fuck America and I'm going to kneel but they're not they're saying hey we have issues in our community 
you know, we're giving our money and our time to these issues because all of these players who have kneeled have donated millions of dollars to their communities and to the issues they, they care about. And, you know, they're kneeling to bring attention to it. And it has done a good job of bringing attention to it, at least. So that's something. Uh, but, yeah, Fox uh, and, and WWE are going to be working together on this deal. It uh, has a total value. It's a five-year deal with a total value of more than $1 billion. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking money. And Vince McMahon is already a billionaire, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, next on the sports news agenda, I wanted to talk about the Nick Diaz thing. I'm a huge UFC fan, and uh, Nick Diaz got a felony charge for domestic battery, and it's not uh, it's not good because he has a, he's a, he's a great fighter with a promising career. Obviously, he's uh, one of the most talented fighters in the UFC, but one of the most underrated. He doesn't get enough credit, doesn't get enough I've big fights. Has a lot to do with his drug charges or his, uh, his drug use. He still smokes weed all the time and you know he doesn't want to pass tests. He doesn't want to do a lot of things. Uh, his brother Nate Diaz, the one who fought Connor, yeah. is a beast. Nick Diaz is, he's the, I think he's actually better than Nate, but he's obviously had a lot more demons in his life and he hasn't had, um, he just hasn't had the I don't know. He just hasn't had the time in the spotlight like he needs. So I don't know. Just what it is. Says uh, welterweight Nick Diaz has been arrested and charged with domestic battery and felony domestic battery by strangulation. An individual identified as Nicholas R. Diaz was detained in Clark County Detention Center on Friday in Las Vegas, according to online records. The Las Vegas Police Department has not confirmed it is the UFC store, but the individual is from Stockton, California, Diaz's hometown. I mean, it could be him. <laughs> they're, they're not saying if it is or not, but I'm, they're pretty sure it is. Uh, UFC is aware of the recent arrest of middleweight athlete Nick Diaz, and the organization does not tolerate domestic violence. Look what happened with uh, Chris Cyborg. Or no, not Chris Cyborg. Uh, there's a guy named Cyborg, and his girlfriend was that porn star, Christy Mack. Beat the fucking piss out of her, went to prison. And he, yeah, he lost it all. So I don't know what's going on with this. Uh, Diaz hasn't fought since January of 2015 uh, because he missed multiple drug tests. And he was reinstated as an eligible fighter last month. They were just talking about this. He was finally going to come back since I mean, it's been th over three years. And uh, now this. So that's sad. That's a sad thing for the, uh, for the state of things. I'm not too, uh, not too excited about it because... I don't know, man. I'm just a huge fan of fighting. I'm a huge fan of... Oh, man. That sucks, you know? Yeah, it does suck. I don't really know what to say about it. I wonder if his brother's going to say anything about it. So that's all we have for sports news. Uh, next, I wanted to talk to you guys about something that I did. Something that I did, I went out and got. I got myself a brand new MIDI controller. And I am so fucking excited about this thing. It is so badass. It's got an old school roads. Uh, it's got a, a bunch of different stuff on it, but um, I mean, I have to say I'm a big fan of the pianos. You know, the, the grand piano, the old school Rhodes piano. It has a, it has a few different kinds, but uh, yeah, it's called the Artoria Mini Lab MK2. This is the limited edition in black. 
and it's definitely uh, worth the $87 I paid for it. It was 87 bucks because the box was open for Musician's Friend. So I'm happy with it. I actually made some songs of dubstep because that's what these things are made for, I guess. And I did a jazz song and I did uh, some classical piano. Some stuff like that. Uh, not much more than that. I've been uh, just kind of messing around with some things. Uh, nothing too special recording here and there. But we're going to work on a theme song and an intro song for the podcast. So that should be fun. Uh, let's see. After I talk about the, uh, the MIDI and uh, just kind of showed it off because that's what I wanted to do. Uh, we're, we, how do I say this? We saw uh, a fraternity video. I'm sure you guys saw it. It was on CNN. And this fraternity had a super racist oath. Like, you know when you pledge to the fraternity and then you have to say the oath before they let you in? Well, apparently these kids had a super, yeah, Theta Tau frat members at Syracuse removed from classes. And it's a news video, and it shows them, I mean, they're saying, uh, you know, I promise to hold hatred in my heart for all Jews, N-words, and, uh, and Hispanics. But they say Spics. Yeah, it's real ridiculous. Here's the uh, video. So if you guys get a chance, just search uh, CNN frat or CNN Syracuse frat. These kids are ridiculous. You can hear them just, you know, pretty much saying like super fucked up stuff. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So the University of Syracuse permanently uh, have removed these guys from the college. Uh, they're not, they uh, miming people with sexual disabilities and regular disabilities. They, yeah, they just, Jesus. I mean, these kids are really, they're just white boys. Here it is. N-words. Yeah, the videos were made public by the student newspaper, The Daily Orange, and students held a protest. Of course they did. Uh, they probably didn't have to protest because they would have been removed either way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it was... I get it, it was probably necessary to protest because it was messed up, but like it probably wasn't necessary because the kids were gonna get kicked out anyway. They were gone, no matter what. So yeah, that happened, that, that's crazy. Syracuse is in New York, right? <coughs> or is that somewhere else? Syracuse, New York? I don't know, it doesn't say uh, Syracuse University. I'm thinking that's New York. Or uh, Tennessee or some shit? Syracuse, no, it's New York, yeah. These kids sound country and like just a bunch of white elitist asshole douchebags that are in there 19, 20 years old spouting off uh, stupid shit and they shouldn't do that. But um, they knew what they were doing. You know, they probably knew it was going to be public. They knew it was probably being filmed. Me and Steve say offensive shit to each other all the time behind closed doors because that's our constitutional right. But we're not going to go around making videos, making fun of a whole bunch of people unless we expect explicitly say hey this is we're about to make fun of you right. you know like if I'm about to make fun of mentally handicapped people I'm gonna tell you before I do it so that way you can be prepared or not listen to it because that's the thing you have a First Amendment right to say whatever you want yeah. I'm, I'm actually I don't think you should ever stop somebody from saying fucked up things 
you shouldn't shout them down. You should let them say it so they're exposed. Um, yeah, so the frat boys are pretty ridiculous. Uh, but this next, this next guy is probably, probably a little worse. This 30-year-old man, okay, 30-year-old, went to court with his parents because they tried evicting him and he was fighting it. So they finally, his parents went to the court uh, and they got him evicted, they got him removed. And he was on the news talking about it. It was pretty funny. This guy seems like somewhat of a loser. He told the news like now, you know, yeah, I do want to leave home. His name is Michael Rotondo, 30, 30 year old, uh, this is from CBS, 30 year old man evicted from his parents' house. I don't want to live there anymore is what he says. but. It's a case that pitted a mom and dad against their own son. The couple wanted the 30-year-old to move out of their home in upstate New York. Despite eviction notices and offers of cash, he wouldn't budge. So now a court ruling is forcing him out, and he's complaining about his parents. <laughs> he said, I don't want to live there anymore. But that hasn't spurred him to find a new place to live, even though his parents wanted him to move out, on, move out and on with his own life. I mean, he's 30 years old. It's time. I don't have the means to do it tomorrow, he said. But uh, here's this dude on the news. I think this is him. If so, it's pretty fucking hilarious. It's a lot older than 30. And he has, look at him. He's 30 years old. He's got long hair and a big old beard. Probably zero prospects, no job. These are the kind of dudes that piss me off, you know, because they're doing nothing with their fucking lives. Not even making an attempt. And he's bitching because his parents are evicting him. Yeah. Then he tries to turn it on them, you know. He's been living with his parents for eight years. So he moved back when he was 22. 30-year-old <laughs> Squatter. something so controversial <laughs> that's funny um, speaking of controversial uh, this next one's pretty ridiculous so from a 30 year old who was evicted by his own parents because he's a piece of shit to a lady who pooped at a Tim Hortons I'm sure you guys saw that this week but uh, it was fucking hilarious apparently this lady went in there, and apparently the Tim Hortons that she goes to, they have complaints about her, right? Like, she's a regular there, right? So she goes there. She has to use the restroom. Now, Tim Hortons' restroom policy 
is anyone can use our restrooms. You don't have to be a, a, a you don't have to be a customer to use it. Right. But certain franchises have the right to have keys, or they can buzz them into the bathroom. They can do that. They're allowed to do that. Well, this lady gets so angry that the guy behind the counter will not let her use the restroom. She straight backs up. There's this wall behind her, like a half wall counter. She backs up, pulls her pants down, leans against the wall, drops a giant shit. I'm talking, Steve, this shit was like the size of like my shit. It was a huge turd, but she did it so fast. I don't know how she did it. She just like, she must have had to really poop she bad. She had to go. She had to go. And she went right on the floor. She grabbed some napkins, picked up the fucking turd, and threw it at the guy. Then grabbed some more napkins and stormed out. Yes. How crazy do you have to be? Pretty awesome, I'd say. That's fucking insane, dude. No, you don't throw... I could understand maybe shitting on the floor, but throwing it afterwards? Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's a whole nother level, dude. That's a whole nother level of... So it's, it's a Canadian. It was in Canada. And they're nice people. So to be Canadian and do something like that, that's fucking... That's insane. But yeah, she backs up against the divider between the counter and seating area before relieving herself, then disgustingly scooping up her feces and flinging it at the stunned employee who was on the phone. <laughs> before fleeing, she wipes her behind and throw, she threw the tissue, that she, the napkin she wiped her butt with, at the guy too. Oh man. Officers from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police collared the crazed crapper in the parking lot a short time later. Thank you, New York Post, for writing that sentence. Here's the video. Uh, if you guys haven't seen this, please look up Lady Poops in Tim Hortons. <laughs> For our audio listeners, please look up Lady Poops in Tim Hortons. Steve, you haven't seen this yet, have you? So she has a fucking sweatshirt tied around her waist. She takes it off and pulls down her pants, and boom, just huge crap. Like, just leans against the divider, craps, picks it up, throws it at the dude, wipes her hands in her ass, throws those, <laughs> and then just fucking takes off. That is so awesome. That's ridiculous. Go, there is there nowhere else you could use the bathroom? She had to go. I mean, really go in a bag like in your car. So fast. That was really fast. Oh shit! I apologize for that, guys. The next video came up. Apparently, some guy, uh, some scaffolding collapsed in the Philippines, which makes sense because it's the Philippines, um, and that happened. So let's just kind of move on from that. Steve, do you remember the first time you were racially profiled in this town? Uh, not specifically the first time. Uh, we'll talk about it. Talk about the first time you can remember being racially profiled. I think middle schools when it started to get, especially like during sports and stuff. I think is when it started to get this. What do you mean? Uh, when like nobody wanted me to wrestle, they all wanted me to play basketball because they just assumed that I would be really good at basketball. And all I wanted to do was wrestle. And it's like, nah. So because you were black, they wanted you to play basketball. And because you're black, they didn't want you to wrestle. And now you're not so black, Steve. Hey, podcast watchers and listeners, Steve has a haircut. Tell everybody, uh, everybody who watches this, please tell them it looks good because it does. 
it does look very good. I think it looks very good. Uh, I'm happy with it. Everybody that's over the age of 50 is really happy with it too, apparently. <laughs> uh, so that's awesome. said 12 15 right? right. got about five ten minutes left guys so we are uh, oh geez sometimes we uh, we just don't know what we're doing when it comes to sound you know so I apologize for overlapping voices but um, when you're young and impressionable you're so wild and free When you're older, you just want to be young again. And when you're racially profiled as a young black man who looks a Mexican, fighting people because they say the N word. Pushing them from behind. Steve does mean things to white people. I remember the first time I was racially profiled. I was in class and somebody called me a spick. So I got up and I tried to punch him in the face. But you don't punch someone in the face who calls you a spick. You just don't punch people. I was the kid who always punched people. I punched Steve. I punched Matt. I punched my best friend Jason when we were 12. Cause he rolled his eyes at me. And I don't know, but one time shortly, after I moved here I was walking downtown with a group of my friends We were all wearing nice shoes and the police stopped us Cause we were more than five and that's considered a gang And they said how you afford those shoes <laughs> How do you afford those nice shoes? We know they're a hundred dollars. And I said, bitch, we're 15, 16 years old. Our parents bought them. I'm sorry I fucked up that note. story 
to be racially profiled. So that's all there is. Yes, that's all. so much for watching thank you so much for listening we hope that the smooth sounds of the not so black podcast will carry you all the way through this memorial day weekend everybody out there party and please be safe have fun drink responsibly and make sure that you stay good be a good person it's memorial day weekend be nice to each other have fun be responsible but most of all just be uh just just be good I guess that's all I have to say. Goodbye, motherfuckers. That's the end of this. <clears throat> Getting up now, and I'm gonna turn off the live stream. Don't you dare drink and drive tonight. There it is. Steve, uh, Facebook is still going. Will you, uh,. Go ahead and uh, fucking turn off the uh, Facebook live stream. Goodbye, Facebook. Thank you so much. Facebook live stream's done. All we have now is the audio listeners. So goodbye. Black.